I thought he just kind of stood on stage naked and was like, look at my Well, that's bits. all he had to do. Well, no, he wasn't naked, though. No? That would have been seen. Well, A, that would have been seen as improper. Or B, that would have been the after catch that you'd have to pay more money for once you went in for the regular show. And now for the people that need something special, we'll need another 50 pence to get in here and you can examine him naked. Funny thing. The elephant man hung like a horse. Not true. Let's start the show. For those who do not know, the biggest wrestling spectacular, names from all over the country, former champions, I've never seen anything like it. Eddie Graham, Florida Promotion, Vern Gagne, superstar Billy Graham, Road Warriors, Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Bill Watts, Jerry Jarrett. Dory Funk, Harley Race, uh, Nick Bockwinkel. This is Cigars in Conversation with Derek St. Holmes, Esquire. Hello and welcome to Cigars in Conversations, Season 3, Episode 34, brought to you by our good friends at All the Gimmicks and iTunes. I am your co-host, Jay Gilkay, and I am sitting here with a true raconteur in the world of professional wrestling. This man has shared the ring with a who's who of talent that ranges from Wayne Weems to Dewey Dawson, a wrestler, manager, commentator, and a trainer who's contributed essays to wrestling publications and who recently was an extra for a TV show airing on either the cooking or the travel or the food network. I think that's right, right? With 20 years of experience, he is a true renaissance man with unlimited knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it with our good friend, the incomparable Derek St. Holmes Esquire. What's up? I like that we have episodes and seasons now. I feel, yes. like, I feel like a BBC series. Yes, we took the uh, we took the summer off. We're back now. This is technically season <laughs> is, three. Is that what we did? That's exactly what we <laughs> okay. did. Okay. We did a lot. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun. We had, uh, yeah, for, so... Um, for those that don't know, air, Derek air and I goes. actually got to be extras on a TV show. Um, and I can't, True. we can't say what the show is. Yeah, we can't say what the show is. Um, so, all right then. No, but. Uh, well, but it's at a restaurant we'll probably talk about later. Yes. Did we have, um, do we know what channel it was? Was it the Cooking, the Travel, or the Food Network? It was did, one of those. Didn't care. Yeah, I kind of didn't care either. So they just fed us, which was great. Yeah, but we couldn't order what we wanted because I wanted poutine and never got it. Just right, got but we fries. still we still got delicious a lot of good fries, stuff. delicious food all the way around. Yeah. I think yeah. um, it was fun. We got to sit there for a very so long. It's outlandish time. for a simple palate. That's all. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah, it's good, but you know. so that was fun. We did that. Yes, yes, it was fun. I thought that was in, in, a, a we nice discussed thing. the movie The Baby. Yes, David Manzi, The Baby. <sighs> if anyone's ever seen The Baby, nobody's seen The Baby. It's a very great movie. Check out, stop the podcast right now and check out the trailer for The Baby. You will not be disappointed. That's my one of my favorites. Derek will say things like, uh, hey, I've, was this movie, have you heard of this? And inevitably. Yeah, inevitably. I was yeah. like, yeah, of course. Why, why would you think I haven't heard of this movie? But what I hate is lately it's movies that, getting off track here. Movies that, like, I just read the reviews on Wikipedia, yes. and I'm disturbed by reading that. That's true. Yeah. Like, I don't like the thoughts that made me think and stuff like that. Sure. There's a... I um, mean, so it's, a lot of these movies, like, you know, because I followed Psychotronic magazine right, right. and got through all that, 
And I liked what, oh, I think we talked about this, the film thread out of Ohio when they sent out, they sold their yes. rental catalog. And at the beginning they said, look, if you're just trying to see that one movie because you heard it so great, it's not. It, right, right. <laughs> but I will say The Baby is a great movie. Great swerve at the end. It's a Shyamalan-type swerve that'll swerve. really get you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's great. I also can, uh, some uh, that's honorable. A, that's inside lingo, young Kyle. Honorable Welcome mention. back, by the way. Yes, hey, good to see you, Kyle. Hey, we have like a we... story about young Kyle. Yes, <laughs> oh my God, exactly. Holy shit. Young Kyle was a referee on a wrestling show. Yes. How crazy is that? Uh, it not, not that crazy. Everybody's um, growing up. My part, my part that I loved, I said, don't worry, they'll give you singles matches. It's simple. As soon as we get there, the guy's like, well, he's got both of the tags. I'm like, oh, brilliant. What did so, you, was he good? Wasn't horrible. Sure. But they did keep it simple. I went around to like the generals in each match and said, "Listen, it's the refs' first night, you know, because that's easy. a piece of information that I would want." Now, were you at any point, Kyle, compelled during the refereeing? No, no I'll, I'll tell you right did now. You no, say, he wasn't. Did they say like this match brought to you by Kyle from the Cigars and Conversations podcast? Was that something that was said? Unfortunately, not. Well, there goes that shot at pushing us over the edge there with some more listeners uh yeah there's a couple people there that actually do listen to it that would have been amazing see you could have done something and been like hey check me well, out but now the problem is he's trained so i'm gonna be hitting him up for the next couple shows like what are you doing saturday could i ref i'm asking you what are you oh, doing saturday i actually don't know okay maybe we gotta talk maybe i'm refing. gotta talk all right could i ever ref probably not Hair's too long, right? And you'd screw it up. I probably would, to be honest yeah, with you'd you. Step over everybody's spotlight. That's kind of what I do. Yep. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so Kyle refed a match or yes. two. You two and or I, three. Two or three. Yeah. You and I were on a TV show. That's true. Um, I was in Canada and visited Jack Tony's grave, which is very interesting. Yes. That is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, so that was pretty cool. We inspired got inspired by my Bruno visit. Yes, it actually <laughs> was. It, okay, it definitely was. Um, we couldn't find it. So I'm in Toronto, and I say, and to, I say, hey, and I say, hey, I'm, hey, Hoser. I'm in Toronto. <laughs> I text Derek, and I go, hey, man, we're going to uh, Jack Tunney's grave, and of course, because that can't be good enough, he's like, find his father. Uh, Frank Tunney. Frank Tunney, which we couldn't find. Really? I, we, thought, yeah. I assumed they'd be all together. We thought so, too, but okay. definitely separated. So um, we didn't get to see that. Wonder if there's kind eight. of underwhelming as far as gravestones go. I don't know what I expected, but it was just like a flat stone that said his name. Boy, I, was, I can't wait for the marble-carved column that's going to commemorate <laughs> well, your passing. You know what? I just haven't Jeez. thought that much about uh, great. But you would figure it's the... Never you got a family. You should think about that. Well, you no, should I have mean, that no, all I have the bases of. covered in that. But what I'm saying you? is... I, I really do. do. You? Yes, yes. But what I'm saying, though, is like I was ex would expect somebody that had a no. little bit more fanfare to actually have more than just that little... You know. It wasn't fanfare. It was a wrestling promoter. Wow. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but it's live in the woods. I got big ears. I know, but I'm just thinking it's one of those things that I was expecting more. Bruno, like a WWF Bruno was logo. a name on the wall, uh, which would have been <laughs> nice. But I, been I think uh, it would have been more appropriate to have like the Maple Leaf Gardens logo or something sure, on there. Sure. So we got really excited. We because uh, we wanted to do the history of Toronto. Yeah, we'll because get... that was interesting. In that, <laughs> no, I'm just going to step all over no, it right now. Stay tuned. Season three, history of Toronto wrestling. Uh. It, 
consciously changed bookers and that led to some interesting houses up there. Save it for the episode. See, now you just stepped on That's the good. This no, is it's why very, you don't ref. Good. This is why you don't ref. So we were reading. No, you don't, don't go over there because I know what you're going to do. You're going to grab him in a front face lock. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, yes, you're right. I would not be a good ref, and I, I understand that. It wasn't a match with a guy that did screw up the, the hot tag one time. Really? Oh. Wasn't so much that he screwed up the hot tag. It was the next day that Corp and Eric Cannon both made fun of me for not punching him in the mouth backstage. <laughs> it's like that's pretty good. You can't do that anymore. That's, that's true. That sucks. Yeah, you can't just uh, let them have it. That uh, they'll cry. Locker room. Uh, yeah. Locker room court. Is that what it's called? Sure. I I thought I heard something about that. What? I mean, like that wrestlers jury. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's dumb. That's, just, that's not. Gotcha. No, I'm talking just like a vet beating up a greenie. Hey, speaking of a vet, uh, today we're going to see some real veterans of the ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> today we're going to do something that some people have requested. We're not going to see Corporal Kirshner, are we? No, we are not. Good. Uh, Corporal Kirshner's horrible. Is he really? Oh, horrible. I loved his work as Leatherface. <laughs> really? No, Did you know he no. wrestled as Leatherface in Japan, Kyle? No, I didn't. No, Kyle didn't. Of course he didn't. Okay. He's a ref, and he doesn't know the history of the business. Was kind of thrown into it. Yeah, that's true. That's he's coming to the show anyway. It's like, yeah, he might as well. I think that's could. Did he just invite himself to the show, or what happened? Well, so I, uh, Derek was feeding my. I fish. opened my bag and yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek was feeding my fish when I was gone uh, in a trip into Montana, and I came back. And he gave me my key, and I said, hey, I haven't seen an indie show in a long time. Can I come along to one? And you told me, like, hey, there's one on Saturday. And then a few days later, you called me up, and we're like, hey, you want a ref? And I said, yeah, I've never, I haven't humiliated myself in a long time. Yeah, I should do that. So that. That's what I was thinking. Oh, but. but. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then we had, like, a ref seminar on the way down there and talked through some stuff. I would have killed. We should have just recorded that. That would have been an amazing episode of Derek just telling you how to ref. No, because there's a lot of stuff. You don't you don't bring a tape recorder in the car. Oh, boy. Yeah. That was the biggest rule that I learned was that you can't talk about what happens in the car on the way there. Like, physically? Like, <laughs> you know you, what I'm talking about? You'd know if you were one of the boys, Jim. Oh. I don't want to be one of the boys. <laughs> hey, speaking of indie shows, yes. too, uh, I met friend of the show, Jay Doherty. Oh, nice. Hey, Jay. We got, uh, we got to hang out at a local show here. Jay was sitting in the front row enjoying the show until the glass started flying and then decided to move to the back of the venue. Yeah, a lot of people wear safety goggles there. So that was pretty cool. It yeah. was really good to talk to him. Uh, it was like uh, a librarian and a teacher, two scholared people sitting in a uh, hive of villainy and uh, treachery what, and violence. Den of depravity, the likes of which you've never seen. Yes, and it was uh, it was cool, but it was nice to meet him. Was I close? For, eh. Oh, I thought that was the quote about Moss Eisley or whatever. Scum and villainy. Yeah, okay. Scum and villainy. I th I'm sorry. I thought I was in the ballpark there. See, did you get your tickets for celebration? Oh, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's speaking get, let's of a get, celebration, let's go. Let's go. Let's I won't go. Be refing that weekend. Oh, okay. So you weren't going to be asked. Oh. Oh. So uh, we're going to do a watch along right now. Sure. Made popular by um, lots of people, but we did a great one for um, 
what what do we do it for? <laughs> I can't even remember. For free. Well, we did it for free. No, we, we no, did no, the, we didn't do the guy with the AW. Uh, no, we did the, the WCW, world class thing. World cl- WCCW, world class Christmas Star Wars, uh, and so now today, uh, you know, a lot of people do a lot of those big shot podcasts like to do these big the ones ticket that make events. Money, they want to do these big ticket events. Anyone can sit and talk about the Royal Rumble. Anybody can sit and talk about Hell in a Cell, but we're going to talk about. Mid South Wrestling, okay. From February first or second, I can't remember what was it, Kyle. Do you remember? Can you go? I believe it was February first. Uh, we believe it was February first. It was in the Februarys, uh, and um, what, what, what years was it in? I want to say eighty four. Okay, eighty five. Oh, eighty five. So February first, nineteen eighty five. This is available on the network if you have it. So eighty four. Five. Uh, this is so we're looking WrestleMania at WrestleMania one. Yes, because we're yeah, looking okay. at Ted DiBiase's here. Jake the Snake Roberts is here. Um, okay. Butch Reed, Jim Duggan, all of the names. Sean, a young Sean Michaels. I'm familiar. But I'm saying <laughs> this is a time before. For those of you who think of wrestling in WWF in the 80s and think all of these guys were there, it's 1985 and a lot of these guys aren't there yet. Right. All right. So we're at the... (laughs) Okay, yeah. So we're at the zero... um, Let me get this right, everybody. We're at the 0.00.00 mark. We have officially not... we're at 0.41. No, that's the end of the show. So if you set it right now and you're at all zeros... Nobody's going to do this. Yes, they've done it before. Trust me. Talk to some people. Now, we're going to start at this. In ready? Are you ready, Kyle, to hit the, the go button? <laughs> All right. On, on three. Hold on. You just got to hit that X. Yep. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. And just like that, we see drop kicks. We see video synth. Yes. So... Bill Watts taking a pop there. So we were looking at the the opening montage. Boom. That appeared to be like a tar and feather match that they showed, I think I saw there. Someone getting in a cake. Yeah, that's the big angle with Jim Cornette. Terry Taylor with a five arm. Duggan. Look at Jim Duggan. This is before he got oh, real loopy. Taking that knee lift. Terry Taylor posing like a Chippendales. Hey. So Mid-South here we, Wrestling. So Mid-South Wrestling, here we are. I do enjoy watching episodes on YouTube. It's good stuff to see just how the show is put together. Boyd Pierce looking resplendent in that jacket. What a coat. Actually, that one's not bad. Now, Bill Watts just looks annoyed the entire time here. He just looks upset as he's waiting to get in on this. He's got wrestling bitch face. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. He does not look happy. He's looking thoughtful. Skandar Akbar is bored? Bard. Oh, I thought he said he was... Yes, this is going to be good. Breakdancing? He just said he... Shush, shush. He said breakdancing and athletics. I heard it. Yes. Slick Slim. 
Are they going to show this right now? <sighs> Tulsa breakdancing contest. This is a lot of names he's throwing at us. Yeah, right yeah, now. but this would have been local. Oh boy, there, here we go. So yes, it's a video of someone breakdancing in a gym and a guy talking on the phone in the background. A uh, payphone. Payphone. Oh, look at these two is. guys. It's uh, like the Von Eric. Hey, no, one of these is uh, Eric Watts. And now cut in. So this is early. So it's a Butch Reed. One man gang. I like that look for one man gang. You look like an armadillo. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. What are you doing the what French that? press there, the pullovers? The French press pullovers. It's for the triceps. And look at Buddy Landell's hair. Not nice. as long as we would like. Huh. Now this is... This is shot in a like a real equipped gym, as opposed to some of the videos we've seen. Pow! Nice. So we what, should tell. Wait the a minute! What happened to the break dancing? Well, it, uh, let's talk. Tell the viewers at home what's happening right now. Oh, sorry. Is it's a montage video of Butch Reed, intercut with break dancers and Butch Reed lifting weights at the gym. We haven't seen the break. Oh, there's oh, one. Now here's break dancing. Oh, look! Is that? Butch uh, it's Reed a move where him. the guy's laying on his back and Butch Reed's pretending like he's picking him up with uh, strings. So now Butch Reed about the bench press. Oh, just wait. He's getting everybody figured out. I think is this Eric Watts? It might here? be because he's very tall. So one of the break dancers could possibly be uh, Eric Watts. So how much weight is that right there? Three fifteen. Oh. Hi. And a guy just appeared on a chin-up bar. Is, that might be the Watts. I really want that to be Eric Watts, and they're really going back to this shot along. So time. yeah, so they're showing this move a lot. This is what this the French press you. Yeah, said? yeah, it's just a like a tricep. It's a tricep exercise. They keep showing that. Boom! And because it shows off the muscles. Oh, Iron Sheik! Look at that—the Iron Sheik in the highlight reel. Kamala in the highlight reel. Butch Reed throwing up drop kicks. Now, Butchery just came off the second row. Oh, look at that guy. Curling. He said power. I think he mouthed the words power. Sure. Butchery oh, still. Kind of a close handle pulled Definitely up. working this out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look at this guy. Power. There are some real skinny guys here, some breakdancing guys. But they can dance, and there we go again. So, Butchery, back to the French press with breakdancing. I just think, him. yeah, it's a. Hey, how you doing, Butch Is Reed? he saying power? I don't know. Um, he could be saying rodeo because that's what he went into after wrestling. Why did they find this move, the French press, so important there? Uh, I'm guessing it was, like, theatrical. Okay. Oh, now Jim Ross making an appearance. Yep. What a deer in the headlights. Oh, he'd been around a while at this time. Now, Terry Ellis and the Golden Ellis. Terror. Tell us about those guys, Derek. I'm trying to, but I don't really know either of them. All right. Now, this is not the original music, which Of sucks. course. No, it's that network garbage. Oh, I like the K&H full body suit of the Golden Terror. Ah, Rock and Roll Express. Nice. Yes. Now, this is... Well, I just worked not too long ago. This is pre uh, Crockett, right? Uh, it's got to yes. be, right? Yes. Rock and Roll Express came into Mid South as part of the talent exchange with Memphis. 
like they broke it in Memphis, but they were always behind the fabulous ones, so they were never going to get over to the tops. So then when Bill Watts and uh, Jerry Jarrett did their trade, he took the Rock and Roll Express. So they were the first young rock and roll music video tag team that gotcha. came into this area, so they got over huge. And that happened everywhere, even in some places with like the rock and roll RPMs. If they were the first team of that ilk that went into an area, they'd get really, really over. Oh, sure. But then they could never recreate that. Like even if they brought in the fabulous ones or rock and rolls, right? You know, it's like they had they'd already seen it. Oh. Throws them off. Nice. nice. Right. Ooh, nice drop kick there, Ricky Martin. Uh, yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. That's a good one. Smell the popcorn. Remind me of some of your uh, commentary I've heard in the past. I like that. What? I've never done commentary. <laughs> Boom. He's really relying on that drop kick. Yeah, he doesn't rely on that so heavy anymore. Oh, oh that was good. Okay. So do you think, so right there... Gary Ellis or whatever his name is kind of botched something up a bit. Yeah. Um, do you, does uh, Ricky Ooh. Martin, does he lose his cool? Does he say something like, get it together, asshole? Or does he just like, uh, what does he say to him? He was tagging off to Robert. He was just he like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this guy. Probably okay. just told him to settle down. There it is. Uh, Carl Fergie, referee. Uh, one, cousin of Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, really? Two, became a personal trainer, but three, now sells insurance because I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, cousin or nephew of Fergie of, uh, York? Duchess Fergie? What do you think? What about Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas? If Jerry Lawler was related to Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas somehow, don't you think that would be... Hold the phone, because Ted DiBiase's in the ring with a tuxedo on. Oh, hey. Looking very dapper. He looks young. He, well, he, he, he is young. He has no beard. I think that's what makes him look young. Like, that tuxedo's so old-looking anyways with the tails and the gloves and the cane. Yeah. It's just really funny to think in 85, would that be considered a high-class tuxedo? Are you asking me yeah, I'm because asking I was older? older? Yeah. Sure. Okay. My first ring jacket had tails on it. Yeah, but that was different. Yeah, because it was a vest. Did you hear that? He said he's going to do a montage to this, to Joan Jett. Uh, the part I like is little to no rights being paid for any of this music. Absolutely. Oh, and redubbed for the network. Of course. <laughs> not, no, not the not music to replay. So DiBiase relied heavily on the loaded glove back in the day here. I, I don't know that that glove was loaded. Now you're just playing along, aren't what? you? Look neck at this. Oh, that's uh, Magnum TA. You just oh, and they want to show it again. Neckbreaker twice. Because it was very good. Elbow drop once. So what I oh, Buddy Landell handing something to DiBiase. What I no, think is I think interesting. He was just trying to help him get up. Oh, lit him up. Oh. Ooh, I like that diving fist drop. 
And watch Morton. You know he's going to go. Oh. Boom. Oh. DiBiase, I didn't. Oh, look, he's actually adjusting the glove. Dr. Death, Steve Williams. What's that ref? Is that Pee Wee Anderson? Uh, possibly, yes. Dead. Look at how thin Junkyard Dog is. Good sell on the uh, <laughs> knockout. Sure. Oh, DiBiase adjusting the glove again. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's hitting Andre. Oh, Andre crap. doesn't even drop. You don't do that. You do not hit the giant. Who is that? All I see is somebody. I think that's Tito Santana. Uh, all I see is somebody that uh, has a good punch. That's true. So here we are. We have uh, DiBiase, Dr. Death, and Buddy Landell in the ring. Two of the three no longer with us, by the way. Yes. There's nothing better than a best-dressed man angle. Not even the Laverne on the back of... <laughs> right. I didn't think about that. The Laverne. Is that Buddy Landell? Is that who you said that was? Yes. Yeah, that's Buddy Landell. Has, has he ever faced Ric Flair? Uh, there was a bit where they were going to. In fact, uh, I think they talk about it at some point maybe in here. Or no, I'm sorry. They talk about it on an uh, episode of uh, Saturday Night that I was watching um, around the time of the gathering. I believe we also talked about it. We've covered that, it before, yeah. Kyle, if you were. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Well, reading that just, just like manual. refing, yeah. <laughs> oh, Terry Taylor and Hacksaw Dugan taking it to uh, Landell. Oh, with the cane. And look at how that cane just laid him out. How cool is that? Oh, oh now Jim Duggan. Look at this. Out. Oh, now he's acting like a real jackass. What do you think of Buddy Landell selling that cane this hardcore? Do you think that's good? Uh, Must have really hit him. It's true. Jim Duggan doing his best uh, London gentleman act there oh, with, a little, with the cane. A little tappity-tappity. I don't know what Terry Taylor was doing there. He looked like he was doing that Red Rooster chicken uh, scratch thing. Yes, that's, I think you that's exactly. You don't talk about like, the foot? Like the, no. The pecking? You're the only one that watched the Red Rooster. That made me sad, but it I was made watching everybody a rooster. sad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Product placement. Yes, that Coca-Cola just sitting there. I like that there's a phone right there, too. So so let me ask this question. Knowing <laughs> like, what we, wait a minute. I got to call back to the studio. Knowing what we know about Bill Watts, that he's already talked, had a breakdancing music weightlifting segment, yeah. and he just talked about a fashion battle in two weeks. Sure. Is he hating it right now does he hate the entertainment factor of it or did he like that stuff no he was able to write compelling tv no knows his audience i know i'm just saying he just seemed like the type of guy that to me would be a little bit like oh why do we have to do he all wants this to make bullshit? money i understand but that. remember 
he had already gone to Memphis to say, what do I have to change about my show to make it oh, better? Oh, okay. Gotcha. So this may or may not be Bill Dundee booking this oh, stuff okay. right now. Ron West. What can you tell us about referee Ron West? Uh, might still be around. What do you think of this era Jim Ron Duggan? Ron West. Ron West. Was he Hacksaw Jim Duggan at this point, or was he just Jim Duggan? Because no, no, Butch, he's Hacksaw. So they had two Hacksaws? Yes. That's a little, I don't know, that's a little gratuitous. Sorry. Well, I mean, that's like you never have King Kong Bundy and King Kong Brody in right, the same right. spot. Right, right. you got to change his name to Boom Boom Bundy. <laughs> oh, a bad guy just said, no good so-and-so. Oh, it's breaking down now. So, Kyle, as someone who uh, oh, doesn't know a lot about this old wrestling like this, and I mean that n- nicely, you're a nice. young guy. Nice bump. How do you, how do you feel when you watch this? What 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 does it? I mean, because think about again, Derek and I, younger guys watching this. Could you see how we look at this and are like, "Wow, this is good or compelling"? Yeah, I definitely can. And you know, it's I know a bunch of like the, this cast of characters. Uh, for the most part, I know at least the big names that moved on to WWF, um, uh, and it's kind of fun to see. I believe everybody here wrestled the WWF after okay. this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's kind of fun to see um, them wrestling before uh, they moved there. And I what what's sort of blowing my mind is you said that what this is like a month or two before WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So where? How long does Mid South have until they're kaput from this point? Okay, Mid South in. Good question. What eighty six or whatever uh, reformed itself into the UWF, and then it attempted a national bid, you know, to try and compete with WCW and WWF. So like they had a huge syndication network and tried to do tours. But any number of factors led to the business starting to lose money. So Bill Watts wound up selling everything, including the syndication network and all this, blah, 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 blah. Sold that all to Ted Turner. And the Jim, or Jim, sold it all to Jim Crockett. Uh, Is this. Who then tried to handle this, which led to the downfall of the whole Jim Crockett thing, which led to him selling to Ted Turner. So, so is this pre. Like Terry Gordy coming here, because was it eighty? Oh no, they've been Freebirds have been around a so, while. This is this is late. This is late in the. Well, the Freebirds have been here before with Texas, but this might be before they came back for the supposed million dollar contract, right? And a lot of that was what Ken Mantell leaving world class and bringing a bunch of talent up there with him. Because there was an era of Mid-South before they turned to UWF, and maybe it was UWF where they started to get incredibly bloody, right? Yeah. Because that was the, uh, I had to call those the Savannah Jack years. You love Savannah Jack? I love Savannah Jack. But uh, but that was, I mean, wasn't that the one where it was uh, Hacksaw Duggan, with like the bandage busted all bloody, sure, like the yeah. concussion angle with like Terry Gordy to win the UWF heavyweight title, like yeah, that but was. But forget all... they did that angle with Ric Flair and Ted DiBiase 
X number of years before. Sure, that, sure. Which is also available on video and stuff like that. I mean, was that around the time, too, of the uh, Asiatic spike from the top rope to Gordy to Bill Watts's throat? No, that might have come later. Okay. Yeah, because they wouldn't have been featured. They would have been a tag team. Sure. Like, the Freebirds would have been familiar in this area. Right. But... Not I remember exactly. seeing the episode. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No. Freebirds were very familiar in this area because that's what led to Michael Hayes. The Freebirds blinded Junkyard Dog, which yes. led to the cage match in the Superdome. Sure. Which was, I don't know what year that was. I'm going to say maybe 81, 82. Okay. So, uh, clearly by this point, Junkyard Dog is left. 82. Right? Junkyard Dog is gone. Uh, Yes. But Junkyard Dog was also one of the ones that, like, quit here and started in the WWF right the next away. night. Sure, yeah. right, right. So he he took off, so they decided to use Ted. Oh, that was really nice. Package. Yes. A lot of people don't do that. Um, or they, used, they relied on Ted DiBiase to try to get Steve Williams trained up to sure. be the, the man of the promotion. Gotcha. So that, and, uh, that's part of the project that's going on at this point. And is Butch Reed the replacement for the JYD at this point? Uh, or Iceman King Parsons? Possibly, because Watts tried to like redo sure. all of that. So that would have been when he went through Savannah Jack. So the era you're talking about is still much after it's this. It's much after this one, right. Look at that, through the legs, Terry Taylor. There it is. Boom. You mean it's not punch, punch, clothesline, clothesline? Oh, okay. Look at this. Look at this. I love this. Uh, boom. Noggin knocker right there. Beautiful. That, Buddy Landell's beside himself. I I don't like how short his hair is. Oh, nice. Very nice. Top rope pull down. Nice looking kicks. Boom. Oh, no, Terry Taylor's all by himself. What are we going to do? Oh, look at DiBiase outside the ring. Loading oh. up the glove, says I, Bill look, Watts. No, it looks like the strap came loose. So if he loaded up the glove, he put it in the palm, it looked like. How do you know what he did? Oh. <laughs> wow, everybody's falling around. Boom, boom, boom. Terry boom, Taylor. Boom, boom. Is that uh, white white meat baby face? Is what they call Terry Taylor and something yes, like this? Yes, yes. Terry Taylor's problem was that he was just a little too pretty. That it made him uh, a slight lack of charisma. Sure. Oh, there it is. Here comes Figure Four. Boom. You do the uh, DiBiase fist drop, don't you? Yes, I do the figure four as well. Oh, wait a minute. I wore your shirt to the gym today again, by the way. Thank you. Really crowding that ref in the corner there. Kyle, how do you feel the ref's doing right about now? Uh, we'll we'll get back it? to that odd fact you just shared. but <laughs> Do you like the ref? Do you like what he's doing? Do you feel he's got control? Oh, you don't. He definitely doesn't have control, but, you know. Can we refer to Kyle from now on as the resident referee of the show? Would that be too premature? Do we need to get him to ref a couple more matches? Your jealousy is unbecoming of No, you. I'm very excited to have him have another profession under his belt. 
Documentarian, doc, documentarian, documentarian. Yes, doc, documentarian. Is that it? Yep. Documentarian. Oh, there it is. He's loading the glove for the second time. How many no. times are you going to reload that glove? Yeah. Bill Watts keeps maybe saying he's it's loading just, the glove. Maybe it's just poor Velcro. Look at it again. Buddy Landell laid out. And forced the dragged out of the ring. Yes. That's that's called booking. I understand. Buddy Landell taking a lot of the beating in this match. Ooh. Ooh. Chic Hercules Hernandez versus Richard Die. I like Hercules Hernandez. I like Richard Die. This will be a very you exciting. You do not. Match. You do not. You've never heard of him. D Y E. He really went for the. Good. Oh. There's a lot of sheets. All you need is a sheet on your head. Because this would have been Skandar Akbar. Real They're name, Jim Webba. They're both dead, right? Yeah, but but Hernandez died before <laughs> she, Akbar. Yeah, Admiral, yeah, Admiral Akbar, I just called him. <laughs> Kyle's got me thinking Star Wars. There he is. Look at Richard Die. This guy's a real piece of work. Richard Die, because that's what he's going to do. Nice K&H trunks, though. Yes. Nice. I always liked uh, when I was in high school. I wanted Hercules' body. Hercules is never one of those, never quite got there. He, Hercules was always one of those guys where when he showed up in WWF, I was like, "Where did this guy come from?" Yeah. Boom. Ha <laughs> ha. Spent time in Florida as well too. Whoop. What's uh, what's Boom. the word about Hercules Hernandez? Anything? Uh, is did, he thought favorably? Did of? a lot of steroids. Yeah. Uh, but. What about so the, Richard Die? Oh, hey, what's going on there? Huh. What What do you mean, what's going on there? Okay, I'm just looking how he's got that hold on. Not not well, too good. Oh, yeah. Boom. That was interesting. Okay. I like, too, that he never really changed his look, the um, Hercules Fernandez. It was always his black tights, white boots, ready to go. Uh yeah, he did they did put something goofy on his boots in the WWE. Oh, oh the Shinanamaki. No, they call it the Shinanamaki. Oh no, Richard jo- Oh, he's gotta let that arm drop. Uh, what do you think? Uh, but Hercules, I guess, in his early interviews would just flat out talk about steroid use. Like he's- there's one where he'd flex his arm and like five Diana Ball a day. Look at really? That. Oh yeah, but you know, that's pretty funny. I had to cut that out. Yeah, that I could see that. Kyle, what do you think about how quick these matches go? These uh, squash matches. What are your thoughts? Well, I've watched other TV wrestling from this <laughs> time period. I've seen wrestling before, um, so Jay. it doesn't surprise me. It always it it always it bugs me a little bit that this is what people in the '80s like thought was entertaining enough to watch for an hour that they just watch these squash matches for an hour and well entertained but remember not not so much in this era but getting into this era this was the only wrestling that came on right and it was one hour a week right so i guess my thought on that is like oh why would you watch it? it it's not entertaining i think it was this is the era of character though like yeah i think well, that was the big but see thing. that that squash match what that does is gets that established personality over so that when somebody cuts a promo against him you want to see him wrestle you know and that's a time honored formula going back to jim barnett 
you have the stars against nobodies, but then you have to pay to see the stars against each other. Right, right. So those squash matches are A, filling time, B, getting that character over so you can do that, you know, and, and it's doing it in a short way so you can get a lot of characters over. What they're cutting out of this episode is the local interviews for when they would come around for the weekly or monthly house show. Right. So, so all of this is a commercial to sell the wrestling show that's coming out. Right. So the live shows, were those all squash matches? No. Okay, good. No, those would be matches with issues that were built up. Like, there would be some in the beginning, you know, just, again, hey, here's somebody coming in, here's somebody leaving, you know, just to get time on the show. Right. This, obviously, would not be a squash match. Unless Kamala were to land on Iceman King Parsons. Yes. Then that would be a squash. So unorthodox. I always enjoyed the um, uh, the Kamala character. Ooh. Except for this move I'm not sure about. Is this like what? Like a boot the pectoral? Grab? A pectoral grab? Let me let me grab you. Hey, slow down. No, no. Do it. If you can dig your dig your fingers in oh. behind your pectoral muscle. It's nice. <laughs> Here, let me do it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, he's, I'm he's not staying used to away a, from me. I'm not used to a pectoral pectoral. That's because uh, you don't have pecs, Jay. No. You haven't seen me without a shirt on, brother. But I, I'm not I'm used to more of like a belly claw or a face claw. Well, this is still the relatively younger Kamala. Don't forget, Bill Watts was like, he wasn't Vince McMahon. He wanted his people to work. Sure. And he came from a tradition of big, ugly guys beating up bigger, uglier guys. Right. And now I'm noticing in the areas he was running, people knew what a fight looked like. So if it was fake, they would they would piss on it. Sure. Now, uh, outside of the ring is Friday right now, uh, Kamala's handler. Do you know yes. at what point Kim Chi w- uh, came in and took over for Friday? Was Friday, did he stick around in Mid-South when Kamala went up to uh, WWF? Yeah, they probably and- changed the name there or something like that. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out who uh, he's no Friday is event. right now because it might be, <sighs> I want to say it it's a guy like a named Frank Dalton. Who would have been a, a local area wrestler sure. down there? He had developed legs, I noticed. Okay. I Because when he was in the ring and he was doing something, I noticed his legs looked built. So that's a midget spot right there. He pushed him off onto the ref and he rolled over him. The midgets do that, yes. Yes. Oh, wait. So Friday... I like this half-and-half half mask Friday has on, too. Sure. There's Hold a up sec- Kane H and said, what do you... Oh, there's a second Friday. Are those the lovely at- gams you were noticing earlier? I, they were. Oh, big splash by Kamala. Now it's a squash. There it is. Now this guy... So that's clearly a wrestler, you can tell. Look at the build, right? Wrist right, taped. but that's another Friday. So we still have to find out who that is. Is that Hercules? Oh, ah, I was right. There, there's your legs. There's, 
Oh, look at this. Oh, see how they, they played on the simple-minded savage? That's true. And look at how uh, Kamala doesn't know what to make of this. Uh, but this wasn't the first double mask gimmick that Hercules did because he was an assassin. Yes. In uh, Mid-Atlantic. and Ooh, Chavo and Hector. Oh, Tim Horner. Uh, Jason Walker. Doesn't look like it's going to be a good night for Jason Walker. No. I've been Jason Walker before. Uh, <laughs> Kyle here whispering Chavo Guerrero thinking that it's... Uh... No, it's Chavo's dad. Yeah. So this would be Chavo Classic for you younger kids. Tim Horner, definitely. White Lightning Tim Horner not looking as... Uh, very young. ...put together as he did later on. Now, Jason Walker. Tell us a little about Jason Walker. Why would you say that? You already did that joke. This is Tim Horner very early in his career when he was still good-looking and not looking at being a country star. Oh, is that what does that mean? He's a country singer? You've never seen that episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling? I have never oh, seen it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so here are... This music isn't offensive at all. The Guerreros. Some Just people applauding, uh, some people Chavo not. Chavo Classic and the gobbledygooker right there. Yeah. Now, who is the crowd? who would the crowd cheer for? Wait, 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 wait. Look at this. Look at this. Kyle doesn't know yeah. that? <laughs> Uh, I'm still not sure because of the overdubbing if the Guerreros are baby faces or heels here. I think the crowd's kind of torn here. Because Tim Horner clearly isn't a heel, right? What about Jason Walker, though? Was he, was this? I, I don't know Jason what was Walker the, off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to watch the wrestling here. Here's a real question, and I'm not making a joke. Uh, you know, I'm watching wrestling. Do they say to each other, like, hey, we're wearing red tights. Can you not wear red tights, or did it not matter? Uh, I've wondered that because that just might be what they showed up in because I doubt they had their opponents when they got there. Yeah. Because this would be to write the stories for the next week. Now, if it... Oh, hey. Nice, nice. Nice. All right, now the match is going to shit. Private Terry Daniels. Huh, there we go. And now they're just going to beat this guy to shit, right? Probably. Tim Horner made a couple bucks, did a couple moves. Now he gets out and lets Jason Tim Walker Horner's come not and done take yet. it. Uh, I want to point out Hector's boots. He always had these weird... Adidas style boots. Yeah, I like that. The stripe. you do? I it does. I don't like it. I like the. It's different. It, it's different. It different. Yes, but different. I don't like it. Oh, what kind of move is that? Oh, oh that was not good. I don't know. I thought Jason probably Chavo's not very happy right now. I think Jason Walker did the best he could right there. No, no, he's Chavo probably it. messed that spot up. If there was one, I had to pick out of those two. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay, so they're the heels. We got that now. Oh, very good, though, fighting to get the tag. That's one thing I hate when I'm working. Like, a lot of guys won't fight to get that tag. They'll just lay there. And sure. Fight. Just go. Just crawl over there. I will stop you. Uh, that move usually looks better. Nice. Wow. Kind of a pin out of nowhere, wouldn't you say? Or do you think that was... Uh... Probably just felt 
Hector looks a lot like um, a Mexican. Um, Charles uh, Bronson? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't get it out. Oh, this isn't going to last long. Shawn Michaels versus Jake the Snake Roberts coming up next. Really? Is this fresh off of his 60 man Iron Man, <laughs> 60 minute Iron Man match with. Uh, Look at Jake. So he debuted at Mania 2, right? He didn't debut. Or I mean for WWF. It was Mania. Was that it? Where no, he, no. He was around before Mania 2. But he, Yes, but he debuted for WWF in, at Mania 2. Didn't he? He didn't debut at Mania 2. I thought he did. No. He DDT'd George Wells and he started foaming at the mouth. Yes. I thought that was the welcome to the to No, Jake he had Roberts. been around before that. Do you like Jake better in actual tights, or do you like him in these red pants? Uh, I like his matches better in red pants, but I do like the uh, brown with the green snake tights. True. His shoes are interesting. His shoes. Yeah, he's got the huge lifts, which yeah. is weird because he's already like 6'4". Makes me wonder like, if that's, you know. Right. Bought him for a gimmick. Those are the only boots he has left or whatever. I don't know. I guess Jake Roberts but is But I bet here, you anything, right? the way those are, those might be uh, Western boots. Really? I mean, look, because they don't have the laces on them. Great move right there. I always love the Jake Roberts point to the head like I'm the smartest guy and then someone gets the better of it. That is a yeah, Western boot. there you go. But they look almost like work boots. Right. Which they could be work boots that he had a sole put on. They boy, boy, they really do have a good lift in the back end of them, don't yeah. they? How many years do you think Shawn Michaels has been wrestling in this uh, match here? Uh, less than three. Because from here he went to Central States. No. Did he go to Central States or did they they went to AWA? Marty Jannetty was in Central States. Okay. So that his was, partner was, but uh, Jerry Stubbs is the Uptown Boys. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you just hear that? That um, No, I was telling you about the Uptown Boys. Uh, Bill Watts just called uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, p- Preliminary Boys. Yeah. Was that pulling the, court, the curtain back a little bit back then to say something like that? No. Don't get mad I mean, at me. Because he's a jobber, you know? Okay. I'm just you making knew sure. That you knew these people weren't going to, you know. He sure. called him a preliminary person. They get that. Do you feel He's a that name that loses? Do you feel that um, they're giving uh, Shawn Michaels a lot of airtime here as a preliminary boy? Do you feel that this is a good, um, like this is definitely a more of a, a like a very glorified squash, right? Uh, yes. But, you know, whatever shows a little promise or whatever. So, hey, we're going to put you with Jake and let you go a little longer or whatever. So that would be it, though. They'd be like, hey, listen, we, we see you got a little something. We want to we'll give you a little shot who, here. Who knows? Um, I just came again from working with Rock and Rolls and then spending time with Tom Rocky Stone this weekend where they would talk about days where you'd get to the ring. You go to the you haven't seen your opponent. You go to the ring and the referee gives you the finish in the ring. Oh, really? You know, so that's who knows. They don't know what they're getting until they get out there. Sure, sure. But I mean, if this is a squash, maybe you know. (laughs) 
It's got that arm cinched up. Another thing you don't see a lot of anymore. Good looking punches. Don't see a lot of those anymore. True. See that an awful lot. Except you see it three times. Explain. Because when somebody runs into a foot and runs into a foot, runs into a boot, runs into a boot, runs into a boot, of course they have to go three times because they didn't learn anything from the first one not sure. working. There was the short arm clothesline Jake Roberts known for. Yeah, it's done. Oh. Might have elbowed him right in the nuts there. Looked like it, didn't yeah. it? Midget wrestlers next week. <laughs> Get him in the back. And like, oh, sorry, kid. Right. <laughs> he didn't Did care. Did Dysfunction ever tell you about the pin scene? The Jake Roberts? Wait. Yes. A video about the dirty white boys. Yes, please, Kyle? please. Oh, they'd have to dub it over too. Oh, you know this is dirty white boy from Foreigner, uh, which Len Denton hated because at first it was a biker gimmick, but he wasn't a real motorcycle guy, so people would ask him about stuff like that, and he couldn't answer the questions. But then when they came into uh, Mid South, Bill Watts is like, "We, w I want you to be as racist as you can without saying the N word." Really? Yes. So that was their gimmick. So that that ring is clearly a Memphis ring there. Yeah, yeah, this is their footage from Memphis. So See, this the is, Dirty White Boys posing with... Uh, so Len Denton, the grappler, and Tony Anthony, who later became the... Uh, well, he was the Dirty White Boy for a long time. Kyle's but, feeling really uncomfortable here. They just had them with leather dog collars and but, no shirts. But he was T.L. Hopper, too. That's yeah, true. Yeah, this is one thing that his, uh, his wife made fun of him for. It's like, you look like leather daddies. Yeah, they do. Really? Oh, Tommy Rich. What a great, um, a good video package. I like these... 80s video packages where you like packages well speaking of oh, which where man. you think that a what? lot of these like whether it be the fantastics or whatever people are like wow that seems very homoerotic yes that's uh that's it, pretty good it was a different time yes exactly oh he's holding a belt oh a microphone i thought he had a drink or something i thought which so would have been funny These men don't like each other. Not currently. at all. One thing I'm listening to right now is how not out of breath Jake is after that match. Oh, did you hear that? He said Grizzly Smith, the matchmaker. Yes. Go see your dad. He didn't say go see your dad. He said go see Grizzly Smith. Yeah. Look at this, though. I mean, it wasn't really a big secret, but um, like they didn't accentuate it. Sure, you know. sure. Oral and Link. Oral Link director. John Stokely, technical supervisor. This is Shawn Michaels had the main event? Yeah. Well, main PS event of TV. Remember, at one point on... Matchmaker Grizzly Smith actually <laughs> says it right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that is the Irish McNeils. Okay. 
So Hi, Kyle, they Taylor. changed the name of Mid South. There was an episode of uh, Mid South where Bill Watts came out and said to become more worldwide and be recognized as something larger than what we are. We're changing the name from Mid South to UWF. Yes, yeah, and that's that. how they that's how they went from one to the I other. Said that. Did you today? Yeah, he was. Oh, did you? All right. So is that it? Was oh. that the episode? That was the episode. That was it. Oh, okay. So we had. Couldn't a little, even tell what card they were building up to. It well, was a little bit of everything in there no promos no but I, I mean i feel that the wrestling spoke volumes there sure it was entertaining show wise yeah yeah it was all right i mean for a february 1st 1985 yeah if you're watching it, wrestling it was all right i would take yeah. that and i would probably take that over a lot of the stuff that's going on now yeah but i want to get into that i know but i'm just saying yeah. like it's very enjoyable here comes kyle's got something to say well, I'm trying dun, to, dun. i don't remember the wrestlemania one card all that well how many of the guys that were on this show were at the first Mania? Rock and Roll uh, Express, what? King Parsons. What, what are you talking about? Uh, Steve He's Walker. He's lying. <laughs> Sorry. No, none of these would have been at WrestleMania. No. And what's more, you'll notice they never mentioned WrestleMania. And like in that area, see again, this is going back to territorial wrestling. And I just read Death of the, the Death of the Territories book. Yes. Which Again, knew the basic story of, but it was nice getting all that detail of sure. like when TV stations went and stuff like that. You know, very, very well-researched book. Like, they would have been trying to build up their local card, and then all of a sudden Vince McMahon is coming around with WrestleMania. You know, you can see how with how this was shot compared to the big glitzy style of the WWF with big lights and big crowds and all this other stuff, why it was easy for Vince to come in with his product and take over the local product. Absolutely. Um, what did you, would you say, do you like Mid-South in this era? Do you like it better? UWF, the old, the, the um, later stuff. What, what would you say as far as like, how would you describe this or what would you, what are your thoughts on this era of Mid-South? Uh, it was okay, but just not, Something about it doesn't grab me so much. Sure. Um, I think I would. To... I'd have liked to seen earlier than this to see different characters as opposed right. to people that. Like this episode didn't really grab me because I'm pretty much familiar with everything in it. Sure. No, that you makes know. sense. Um, I never felt Butch Reed as one of like someone that really. Yeah, he never grabbed me. Either. Yeah, took the the word. I I liked Butch Reed, but I don't think it was anything that to really feature him. Especially not in a breakdancing segment. Yeah, which was great. Right. Which was incredible. I just like that uh, Bill Watts had to talk about it. Because out of all the people in the world that I think when wrestling that are just so like my dad or just like have no clue or no pulse to be like, you know what's great right now? Breakdancing and rap music. Sure. And lifting weights just seems so. I'm sure there were some disparaging words said behind the scenes when setting that up. I wouldn't be surprised. I no. You don't think so? No, I because he helped write it. I know. I just think it's it's if, if you want to believe he's a certain way, you can believe that. No, but I think I'm not saying to that. To me it's saying. just like, oh, here's a way hey, we shot a video with Butch Reed and a bunch of rap kids to get over because he knew there was a percentage of his market that would like that. Sure. That's why Junkyard Dog was pushed. I just always thought so, the boom. guy that would be willing to like pull the no jumping off the top rope. And the rules and the over-the-top rope stuff would be definitely not hip I to can't tell. rap music. 
I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you. I'm being serious about it. Okay. The whole reason the top rope, the top rope rule, that was like the pile driver. I understand. That was like the one thing he came in. He came in and instituted that because that allowed the heels a chance to use it and cheat. And yeah, I, I understand that. But you know, the thing granted is, granted, it might go, have been outmoded, but you, if you're foolish enough to believe that, oh, Bill Watts is a traditionalist and that's why he did that, well, you're so voice, far first off. off. Let's just start there. So far. No, off. but I will say that I guess what throws me on that, and again, maybe I'm naive when I say this, throws you with a suplex. But. So you think about when Bill Watts was running uh, WCW and he instituted the no top rope, right? Yes, yes. So if you have that rule and you say, yes, it's like the pile driver, and I get the allure of the pile driver being something that is taboo and when it happens, it's titillating and exciting that it happens. Yes. But if you go a month and a half of watching Bill Watts' uh, rules oriented wrestling matches and people are only coming off of the second rope it seems like watered down product it doesn't seem like the allure of the pile driver sure i can agree with that okay but that's just the storytelling trope storytelling trope he chose to employ there now it could have been the wrong choice you know and that's fine but what Bill Watts was trying to do was separate and go a different path from the WWF, which was, you know, becoming the circus with no rules and everything, blah, 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 blah. He was simply trying to put rules in place so that heels could cheat and get heat. Got it. And that's what his model was based on. You wanted to see the heels get beat or get beat up. Right. So that's why he did it. Whereas Vince at the time was, these are all larger than life comic book characters. Sure. And then, um, yeah, and then they all just left and went to WWF for the most part. Yeah, because Bill Watson canceled other contracts and wouldn't <laughs> let him do a lot of stuff. And that was that. You have something, Kyle? How long from this point was it when they started their like decline? It's uh... oh, it never, never had too much of a decline. What really happened was they grew too. They were a small company that grew too big. And then the other alleged story is the oil crisis because they were based out of Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi. And when the oil crisis hit and, you know, like all the refineries left, like the he couldn't support anything internally because there wasn't enough money in the area. Very similar to what happened to the Sheik in Detroit around the auto industry. Like when that left, suddenly he couldn't fill houses anymore. And got to the point where he couldn't pay. So it was like, not drawing a house, you're bringing shit talent, and draw a worse house, and blah, 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 blah. Whereas Mid-South, Bill Watts was enough a businessman to know, okay, I've got this up, I've got to sell it. And there was actually, I did read one account of he was playing both sides against the middle, like, talked to Jim Barnett at the WWF about buying it because he knew Jim from back in the NWA days. And then casually mentions to Jim Crockett, oh, I'm talking with the WWF, which caused Jim Crockett to panic and pick up everything. Right. Um, And to me, again, my money's with a little bit of a later era, Mid-South slash UWF when you had... Because that's what you watched. Well, yes, but I loved the violence of it. I thought it was much more violent. I thought it was a little bit more scandalous. Your Missy Hyatt's, your John Tatum's, your Eddie Gilbert... Hyatt and Hot Stuff International, or Hot Stuff and Hyatt International. Absolutely amazing Depending stuff. On who you Great talk work. 
um, a lot more yeah, violent all, and bloody, and I like that a lot better. I think that was also Eddie Gilbert booking. Yes. Oh, okay. No, no, it is. That's yeah. yeah so he was just redoing a lot of the bloody Memphis stuff that he had seen, but it was great. And so, but this is just again just a snapshot in time, and it's interesting to see so many people that would move on to later and greater things in the WWF. Derek, this was a good one. Way oh. to come back for season three. Okay. That was strong. Um, we're all changed people. You realize that? Like we're TV stars now? Yes. On our well, uh, cable I, television shows. I, I have been, Jay. Kyle's a, a, I have an a, IMDb a referee. Entry. I have an IMDb entry as well. So, so take that. Wrestling. Well, mine's for being in a band. So, yeah. So, so neither one of us got paid. That's true. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> What's the. Uh, ah, never mind. I think I've told totally you before. So, um, the last um, punk extravaganza was mine. So yours was Steel Domain Wrestling. Yeah, the TV series. Yeah, and so there you go. My filmography is larger than yours on IMDb. So. Oh, look at him wave that. Veiny, this guy, big veiny filmography. Around. I love it. I love it. Uh, so we've all grown over the break, and now we're back for season three, and uh, we're excited to be back. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. We talked about Toronto. Uh, wrestler interactions things like that uh, stuff we're going to be talking about so it's great to be back um, so any last words before we go can I get a handful of those pretzels on that okay. note this has been Cigars and Conversations with Derek St. Holmes Esquire brought to you exclusively by our good friends at all the gimmicks and iTunes we'll see you guys next time <laughs>